0: So this whole immersion thing—what are we talking about, right? Uh, and it's—it um, it is uh, something that is very important, and we're going to understand it uh, uh, today. You know, it's kind of ironic that this uh, this uh, right, this important this important uh, uh, activity, which was commanded by Yeshua and that we see in the Brit Chadasha. Is oftentimes understood by Jewish people as the most, the, the most not Jewish thing that there is about believing in Yeshua. Yet, it is the most, uh, uh, it has the most Jewish continuity uh, from Jewish tradition to uh, faith in Yeshua. Okay? So, uh, we read in the scriptures, in the Brit Hadashah, uh and we'll be looking at some of these places, that the first time we encounter, for example, uh, John, we call him John the, in, in regular, in the parlance of this world, John the Baptist, right? Or John the Immerser, we might like, or Yochanan the Immerser, you know? Uh, uh, the first time we, we encounter him doing his thing, of course we encounter him when he was born, but or before he was born, even. But uh, uh, when we encounter him doing his ministry, he is immersing people, right? Uh, and, uh, and we encounter Yeshua coming up to him and, and being immersed by him. And then we read later on that uh, Yeshua says uh, to go and make disciples. And he uses, the in the English Bible, the usual word is baptize. We're going to understand what that word means. It's a Greek word that's not translated. Uh, we have, and That's just a tradition, a, a translation tradition in the English Bible. And we don't, it doesn't get translated. It's a Greek word. But it means to immerse. Okay? And so we're called to immerse people uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit. In other words, specifically in faith in Yeshua is really what that is saying. And then in the book of Acts... In the uh, acts of the early believers, we see people would come to faith and then go find water immediately and go and get immersed, see? Uh, And then we we read uh, later on in the text of the New Covenant how that is, uh, how the physical being immersed in water uh, is a, uh, you might say, a dramatization of the spiritual event that occurs. When we receive Messiah into our life, we're immersed into him. And that terminology is used. So it's important that we understand this. And it's important that if we've embraced Yeshua, that we understand this so that we can be immersed, right? Now, what I, in Greek, I'm going to sort of get this out of the way, you might say. The word baptize, you know, uh, it says, uh, for example, looking at some of these passages. In Matthew, in the third uh, chapter, uh, we encounter here, um, in the beginning of the third chapter, it says, now in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent. So he's preaching, you know, uh, this message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay. And so he is, the, he identifies himself as the one whose voice, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And then it says in verse 6, and they were being, and the, the word in your English Bible, most of your English Bibles is baptized. I might say immersed uh, in other uh, translations. They were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. Okay, so the word baptizes, Greek word, which basically means, uh, generally speaking, to be uh, identified with, okay? Uh, It's actually used in some places in secular uh, material from that time of uh, uh, of, uh, like a nautical word, of a ship sinking. It's kind of interesting, you know? Uh, Or material being placed underwater, okay? Uh, It's also used to describe, interestingly enough, material that would be dyed, like dipped, you know, put under into some kind of uh, of a dye, and then it comes out differently, right? It's used for that purpose uh, as as well. Uh, I do not know why the word is not translated like the rest of the Greek, the rest of the words in the Greek uh, New Covenant, but it's not. So it's a Greek word. And in the Jewish world, it has a very negative, negative, negative connotation. And in certain respects, for good reason. Because many of us are familiar, like in the Middle Ages, right? It was be baptized or die, right? Uh, In this, certainly in the Spanish Inquisition and uh, that period of time. Uh, So it has a very negative uh, connotation. Uh, in the Jewish world, for that reason. However, what we really need to understand, just like, and it's just like, let's face it, before any of us ever encountered Yeshua, right? Or, or uh, the, the, you know, that Yeshua is the Jewish, that Jesus is Yeshua, right? We would probably say, if you're Jewish anyway, you'd say, the whole idea of Believing in uh, Yeshua or Jesus is is completely foreign, but we've we've come to recognize. No, wait a minute. That's only because of the way that this has been presented to us, the way this has been explained to us. It it's a it's a very it seems like a very non-Jewish thing. But we know from uh, the scriptures. And from our teaching and from the way God interacts with us, no, believing in Yeshua is a, it's the most natural thing a Jewish person could do because Yeshua is the Messiah of Israel, the Jewish Messiah. And so, in the very same way, this uh, what is called getting baptized or immersed is mikvah. It's what it is. It's not like it. It's not like similar to it. That is what it is! See? In the Jewish community, here in Columbus and, uh, and elsewhere, I, there are specific locations where Jewish people, usually pretty r- religious or orthodox, but Jewish people, I go and I, uh, are immersed in water for purposes of repentance, Uh, Ritual cleansing and conversion. And the idea of mikvah is you go into the water and you come out and your status is different. It's not so much that um, it's just I'm going in and now I'm clean. But I'm now different. That's really the the import uh, of it. I'm different. Something has uh, uh, taken place. I was unclean, ritually unclean. Now I'm ritually clean. I was unrepentant, you know, and I've had a change of heart, of course, and now I go uh, into this water as an outward demonstration of this uh, repentance. And when uh, Gentiles convert to uh, Judaism, traditional, you know, Judaism, there is uh, uh, a change of of status uh, as well. Okay. Uh, And so when we see in this Jewish community in Jerusalem, John is raised up to be the the announcer of the coming of the Messiah, this is a very natural thing to have this mikvah. What was different was the exact reason for it. Because what does he say? He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words... Come and enter the waters of mikvah in preparation for the, the, the coming of the Messiah. See? And so that is what is taking place, uh, taking place here. All right? And so it's interesting. So later on in this chapter, when Yeshua himself, it says in verse 13, Then Yeshua arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John to be immersed, or to enter into the waters of mikvah, or to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him saying, "I have need to be baptized by you and you and do you come to me?" And Yeshua says to him, "Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness." So just as Yeshua identified, when, he, when he died, took our sins upon himself, so he uh, was immersed, not because he needed it, not because he needed the change of status, but because he was identifying with the people, with the sinful people, just as when he died. It was like a, a precursor uh, of, of that. Now, I, going back to toward the beginning of the chapter there, I, so people are being immersed, right? But then in verse 7 it says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for immersion, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you? To flee from the wrath uh, uh, to come. Uh, therefore, bring forth fruit in keeping with uh, repentance. Do not suppose that you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father, for I say to you that God is able to raise up from these, from, from, uh, these stones, is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. The, his point was that uh, a true repentance must take place. Uh, for this immersion. This was not just some religious tradition. This was not just some religious rite that people do because they belong to something. This is what we might call, uh, in other words, a a mikvah edut, or the mikvah of those who believe. A testimony, a mikvah of testimony, Uh, a testimony of what God is is doing uh, or has done in a person's life and that's the import of what john is saying there that this is not just some right like everybody's doing it come and do it but no repent truly repent and he says to them show the fruits of righteousness you know uh and come and be immersed then all the way uh, at the very end of um the good news according to Matthew, Yeshua says at the very end, in the last two verses, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, immersing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and loy and with you always, even to the end of the age. So he commands them that going and making disciples, Messiah followers, the, the outward manifestation of that is mikvah, is immersion. That is indeed the outward manifestation uh, of that. Okay? So uh, it's very interesting because when you come to later passages, for example, in uh, the book of Acts, in the eighth chapter, this is one illustration. <clears throat> okay. All right, Uh, so um, we see here, uh, without reading the whole thing, well, anyway, we see this person comes to faith, okay? Uh, uh, Philip is preaching and this eunuch believes, okay? Uh, It says in verse 35, And Philip opened his mouth and began from this scripture, he preached Yeshua to him. And as they went along the road, they came to some water, And the eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being immersed? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Messiah, is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he immersed him. Okay? Uh, And then if you go back, actually, to the second chapter of Acts, uh, let's see. In verse 38, Peter is preaching and he says, repent and let each of you be immersed or enter the waters of Mikvah in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Messiah for the forgiveness of your sins. uh, And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so it's very important to understand that being immersed was uh, was what you did when you believed. Just like today, we would say, uh, we sometimes we even define the time when a person uh receives messiah into their lives by and we say this don't we when did you pray to ask the lord to come into your life you know it's very interesting it doesn't say to do that anywhere you know it doesn't say that do you know it doesn't say pray to ask the lord to come into your life there's no text that says that okay no but we need to repent And so we pray, you know, uh, and we're acknowledging our belief. So it's very interesting that when it comes to that, sometimes you know, humorously we might say, "Well, did I believe when I decided to when I decided to pray? Did I believe in the middle of the prayer? Uh, Did I believe when I said Amen at the end of the prayer?" You know, it just goes to show you that you know, you believe when you believe. And you pray, we pray, to really acknowledge that when we say, Lord, come into my life, we're believing it already, right? Uh, And of course, we repent of our sins. But in the days of the Brit itself, the the question you would ask is, when were you immersed? That would have been the question. When did you enter the waters of Mikvah? And that is an outward sign. That was the outward sign of, I believe, and so, stop the chariots! Let's find some water! Now, it is erroneous to think that it's this legalistic thing that uh, unless I find some water and I'm immersed, I cannot, I'm cannot, I'm i not uh, truly a believer in Yeshua. That is to really twist the Scriptures, I have to tell you. All right? Uh, that uh, we believe and uh, we become disciples and we're immersed. That is... The, that is how that that, uh, that works, but it's important that we understand what it means. That it is not just some uh, uh, r- right r i t e that we do because that's just what we do. No, uh, we do that as an outward sign of the change that has uh, taken place, uh, the change that has taken place uh, within us. Now, in the Jewish world, there is a um, there's an author. His name's e. Aryeh Kaplan, and uh, he writes uh, oftentimes very thin little books. And he's kind of mystical in certain ways, and uh, he writes some very interesting things about mikvah. And he likens it, and he's not the only one certainly, but but he likens it to uh, being in the womb and being dead. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? To being in the womb and being dead. In the womb, it's like being, it's like a birth. And he even uses that terminology. Like, it's like a new birth. Like, starting over. Status has changed. And it's like death because you can't live in water, right? Not too many of us can breathe underwater, all right? Are there any amphibians uh, in the crowd today, right? Uh, I don't think so, right? So, I, I so in that way, it's like death that you can't live in that status for very long. But then we come out of it as if we have been raised from the dead, and he uses that terminology too. So I think that's pretty interesting because we would say we use that terminology about knowing Yeshua, both of those terminol both of that terminology of being born from above and being risen from the dead. So that's very interesting. Because the right of, of mikvah that the Jewish community does today is the same right, this very same thing from 2,000 years ago. See? Uh, and so uh, when we are immersed, certainly in a messianic Jewish context, uh, it is really uh, quite a, um, in a way, a very traditional Jewish identification. Because what it does, it depicts what has taken place in our lives when we know the Lord. And that is what John is saying there in chapter 3. He says, it's not just a case of go and get wet, you know? Go and get wet. Go and make sure you're all the way under the water. That's not the point. The point is, is that it is an outward demonstration, dramatization of what has taken place inwardly. and." Uh, it is, in a sense, a public demonstration. That's why it's outward. It's, when, when one is immersed, when one enters into the mikvah, we're identifying with the community that does the mikvah. So we're identifying with the Messianic Jewish community. and That means this is a mikvah of, of, um, of believers in Yeshua, a mikvah edut, a mikvah of testimony. It's kind of a nice terminology for it. A mikvah of testimony... Of Yeshua in our lives, and so it's very interesting that throughout the Brit Sha we uh, we read this word in a variety of uh, in a variety of ways. For example, very famously, when Paul is writing to the believers in Rome, in in the sixth chapter, he says here at the beginning of the chapter, "What shall we say then?" Are we to continue in sin that grace might increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been immersed into Messiah Yeshua have been immersed into his death? Therefore, as we have been buried with him through immersion, or the word in your English Bible, probably baptism, into death, in order that as Messiah was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. So the point is, here is that when we embrace Yeshua, I like, to use, I like that word embrace. When we embrace Yeshua, I, we are identifying with him. And that's what it means when he says we're immersed into Messiah Yeshua. We are identified uh, in him. And we use that terminology, we see that terminology a lot in the B'rit Shah. In him, in him. That means that, that we are spiritually in an invisible way, identified in him. We are like connected to him. And the manifestation of that connection is the presence of the Ruach HaKodesh in our lives. The spiritual empowerment that we have to be able to live a godly life, to be able to live out Torah, to be able to say, you know, I have a better attitude in life now that I've embraced Yeshua. You know, I don't get depressed so often as a, now that I know Messiah Yeshua. I, uh, you know, I, I know there's hope. I recognize that I have the assurance of being with God forever, even after I die. I recognize that, you know, he is the king, and, and now I'm part of, now, you know, he is my Lord and my Messiah. He's taken away my sins. That's what all that means. All those things, all those things that we say, that's what it means when we receive Messiah into our lives. Even that terminology, receive Messiah into our lives, means we are connected to him. In a way, it's like an organic, real connection to uh, the God of Israel. That's why we would say there's a a greater intimacy with God in Messiah than there could ever be in in any other way. And that's why God uh, sent Yeshua in order, uh, yes, to die for our sins, but to be raised from the dead, so that in this way we could be connected to him, and in that way, because we are identified with him in a certain respect, it's like we've been raised from the dead—not literally yet. That's going to happen, but uh, in a, an invisible kind of spiritual way, we've been raised from the dead. That is this immersion into Messiah Yeshua. Okay, uh, and technically, for example, in First Corinthians. Oh. Uh, in chapter um, uh, 13, it uh, anyway, it's, uh, I can't remember the exact, I just came to my head. I can't remember, the, I should know this. Uh, we've been immersed by the Holy Spirit into the body of Messiah. Where does it say that? Didn't know that? Anyway, uh, anyway, that's okay. The, the uh, point of it is, is that the Spirit of God, we're, we're immersed via the Ruach HaKodesh into Messiah Yeshua, and the Spirit of God comes to dwell in us, okay? Uh, and, and so the, that's what takes place inwardly, okay? That's what takes place inwardly. So that's why uh, we read, um, now that's good. Uh, in, in Colossians, there's another passage we can turn to. In Colossians chapter 2, In Colossians chapter 2, in verse 12. Okay, uh, yeah, this is very helpful. Actually, it says, And in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Messiah, having been buried with him in immersion, in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Okay? So it's very interesting. So we know that certainly uh, there is a Jewish rite called a bris, right? A circumcision. And in the very same kind of way, there is an inward circumcision that takes place uh, uh, for everyone who identifies with Yeshua. The sin is removed, you know, and that's pictured in circumcision, see? Uh, And then it's interesting that Paul, in this very passage, identifies that with immersion, the very same way that there's this outward mikvah, and then there's this inward mikvah, this identification in Messiah Yeshua, okay? So that's what takes place uh, when we receive Messiah into our lives, when we embrace uh, Yeshua, we are immersed into him, okay? And the outward, uh, the outward demonstration of that is immersion, right? So what is it that actually has taken place, and what is actually that testimony? The testimony is that uh, my sins are forgiven, the Ruach HaKodesh dwells within me, and now I, uh, my, uh, you know, I basically have a different worldview. I recognize that Yeshua is the King. Uh, and uh, I have placed my, my understanding and trust that He is the Messiah of Israel. Uh, he is uh, the Son of Man uh, who will uh, return coming in the clouds. He is the enfleshment of the God of Israel. That is who Yeshua is is he is indeed uh he is indeed the king and so that's why it's so uh it's so important okay and that is why also for us it's a great encouragement because when we do this it reminds us of who we are in messiah that uh, our identity is our primary identity is is in messiah yeshua uh, and so it's a marvelous uh, it's a marvelous, joyous occasion. What we do here is we don't have... Uh, we used to go to uh, a lake, but we found that it was such a schlep that uh, a lot of people didn't come, so we brought the lake to the people, so to speak. So we have a, we have a picnic. We'll have a real nice picnic. And at some point that afternoon, we have a, we have a pool. We have a pool, okay? And so what we do is, uh, if a person has embraced Yeshua, right? Uh, now is this wonderful opportunity to be immersed, uh, to enter into the waters of messianic mikvah, right? And so what we do is we come in that pool, and most people, you have to either get on your knees or sit down, because it's not like 10 feet tall, you know, or 6 feet tall, right? And then, um, basically, I ask uh, a few different questions. Uh, it's a little bit like a marriage kind of thing, you know, do you promise to... Be faithful to the Lord all the days of your life and and all of that. And upon that affirmation, of course, we pray, and then a person goes under the water. And and there you have it. This outward demonstration of walking in obedience to God. Yeshua said, this is what I want you to do. I want people to be made disciples and to be immersed uh, and to enter into the waters of mikvah. I find it fascinating because... This concept would have been very foreign to the Gentile world. This activity would have been very foreign to the non-Jewish world. And if a person in that, you know, uh, Greek-Roman world came to believe in the Messiah of Israel, they would have to, like, do this thing that was real foreign to them, like this tr- Jewish tradition. And isn't it just, everything's just turned on its head today. Like, it's opposite day in the kingdom of God, right? That it becomes like, oh, it's such a non-Jewish tradition. No, the reality is, it is it is a Jewish tradition. Mikvah, messianic mikvah, the mikvah of testimony, the mikvah of outwardly identifying with Yeshua. And so I, I, uh, I encourage you to uh, uh, participate in that and uh, and of course, if you're interested in that, you can uh, uh, talk to me. It'd be good to talk to me first. And uh, and I might even be talking to some of you, right? Uh, because it is certainly a, a very important um, command of the Lord. Sometimes we refer to it as like the first steps of obedience uh, uh, to the Lord is being immersed. Sadly, in our uh, believing culture of being believers in Messiah, it's relegated to something way down the list. And so, uh, you know, it, it becomes like optional, but it really isn't optional. According to the Bible, it's what we are, uh, how we are called to identify uh, with the Messiah. And, uh, and so if you uh, have been immersed, then that's great. You don't have to be immersed here because uh, just like you don't have to embrace Yeshua all over again, right? You have, at some point in your life, it came to faith in him, and hopefully uh, somewhere along the way you've been immersed. Uh, but if not, here's a great opportunity uh, uh, for, uh, for that. And uh, I think it's a, it's a marvelous uh, teaching and a marvelous truth uh, because it shows so clearly the, the Jewish understanding of this change of status when we receive Messiah into our lives. When you know Messiah, Yeshua, even though, even though we are progressively being made holy, and sometimes we slip and we fall, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem to be like I'm winning the battle. Uh, Charles Swindoll once wrote a book, Three Steps Forward, Two Steps Back, right? That makes for one, one in the positive column, right? Uh, in other words, it goes kind of slow. But the fact is, is that our status before God is not in the same place. I like to use this illustration. If you've ever flown in a plane, uh, when you fly in a plane, oftentimes, uh, when you get on the plane, uh, you know, it might be kind of cloudy outside, kind of gray, right? So you get in the plane, the plane goes up, and you go in the clouds, and then it is this pristine... Seemingly, as you look out the window, perfect environment. The sky is bright blue. If it's daytime, you know, the sun is shining. Well, the sky is probably blue even if it's dark out. But the the sun is shining. The sky is blue. You're above the clouds, you see. And so our position in the Lord, when we embrace Yeshua, our position before God is, so to speak, always above the clouds even if we're living below the clouds. Our position is there. Our practice is, well, you know, we're we're moving in that direction. Our practice does not always match that position. But we always need to remember that when we embrace Yeshua, that position never changes. We have been transferred from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of his beloved son. That's where we live spiritually. That's where we live. And we need to always remember that. Like when Paul says, think on things above. We need to remember that because living down here doesn't always feel that way or look that way. And sometimes we just get so defeated because, oh, I fell to that temptation again. Oh, I fell to that sin again. But isn't it a wonderful truth to know that there is no condemnation? For those who are in Messiah Yeshua, why? Because your position is up here, see? And the day will come when we're with him, when, okay, our practice will match that. But frankly, that is the great paradox of being a believer, that we move in that direction, but in this life, we never get all the way up there. We, there is no one uh, who can say they never sin, who never messes up. But you see, because our position is up here, we know that we're forgiven down here. It's a wonderful truth. It's a wonderful, glorious truth to live by. That is how we can negotiate all the different things in life. I think that's my position. And so when we are immersed, we are saying that. That under the water is where I was, and now this is who I am. And I identify with this community. And I identify with Yeshua the Messiah. It is a very empowering moment in a person's life of knowing Yeshua. And it's kind of like one of these moments where you can look, it's kind of like, you know, when a Jewish uh, young uh, boy or girl has a bar mitzvah, and later on in life, you know, uh, they're challenged in that, oh, they haven't been to the synagogue, oh, they haven't been, you know, really uh, practicing, oh, wait a minute, I had a bar mitzvah, you know? It's this moment of identification. So one can always look back and say, even if, like, when you really, you know, later on in life, you mess up, you say, wait, I know who I am in the Lord. I remember. When I was immersed, and I remember, you know, understanding that my position before the Lord. And it kind of brings us back. It reels us in. It's like an umbilical cord, see? So I encourage you uh, to, if, if you have embraced Yeshua and you've not been immersed, I encourage you to see me and, you know, we can talk about it. And I also encourage you to come. And to stand with those who will be immersed. What a glorious moment it is. A great moment, right? And it's going to be a wonderful day of just celebration. Uh, we're going to uh, have uh, this um, uh, time capsule, you know. Uh, we'll, we're going to have a nice picnic, share uh, just a joyous festive time together. Uh, and, uh, and how important it is for us and how important it is for us to understand these great fundamental, uh, uh, foundational truths about what it means to embrace the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, God, that we are, we are immersed into you. Lord God, I pray, God, that uh, for all of us, Lord, we might uh, have uh, the, uh, the assurance of knowing that we identify with you that we are in you and that nothing can separate us from you thank you lord that your grace is greater than any sin uh that there is and god thank you god that uh, y- by your grace and by your faithfulness you have caused us to enter through a new and living way so that we can be above the clouds permanently even if we're living in the grime of the city so to speak Lord, I pray, God, that as we walk with you in our lives, we might recognize and remember that our identity is not with, uh, is, is not in our sins. Our identity is in Messiah Yeshua. We still may sin, but that is not who we are. Lord, may we always remember that. And may we find victory in that. And Lord, I do pray, God, that uh, I, uh, on uh, Sunday, the 9th, uh, of uh, August, uh, that certainly uh, we would have those who come and, and demonstrate what has taken place by entering into the mikvah, the messianic mikvah. And Lord, we thank you, God, for the blessing from you uh, that does indeed uh, come with that. And, uh, and Lord, we, we thank you and we pray in Messiah's name. Uh, amen.